the Iranian authorities were furious. Too many people, especially young people, were leaving Islam behind and choosing to follow Jesus Christ. The Islamic government was determined to put a stop to it. One way to stop it would be to find the network of Christians that was distributing New Testaments all over Tehran. Eventually, two young women were arrested. They admitted to being Christians, and the Basiji hoped that the two prisoners might reveal the leaders of the Bible distribution network, putting New Testaments into the hands of hundreds and even thousands of Iranians. What the police didn't realize was that these two women were the network. Each day, they packed New Testaments into their purse or backpack and went all over Tehran, talking to people and presenting them with the hope of salvation through Jesus Christ. In buses, cafes, beauty parlors, even out on the street, these two women boldly gave thousands of copies of God's Word to the hungry hearts of their countrymen. Now they faced interrogation, jail, maybe even death as apostates in the Islamic Republic. Today we'll hear their story firsthand. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Greetings to you, my friends. I'm glad you're with us today. This is Todd Nettleton on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network, and we have got a great show for you today as we hear from Maryam Rustampur and Marzia Amrzada, two Iranian women locked up in Iran's notorious Evan prison because of their faith and their Christian testimony. But as you'll hear from them firsthand, even in prison, they experienced the faithfulness of God and had amazing opportunities to witness to and bless their fellow prisoners. Hi, my name is uh, Marzia and I'm from Iran. It's about uh, 14 years that I converted to Christianity. And uh, in 2009, I was in prison uh, for my Christian faith. Uh, when I was in prison, uh, I heard about uh, many Christians that uh, they were supporting us either by uh, praying and sending letters to prison, which was so encouraging for both of us. And I would like to thank those who were supporting us during that time. And we believe that uh, after God's grace, the second reason that we are free today, it's because of uh, people's uh, prayer and their support. And we really are grateful for this. Hello, my name is Maryam. I'm also from Iran, and I would like to use this opportunity to thank all the people who were supporting us when we were in Evin prison, um, either by uh, praying or sending letters to um, prison, which, make a, which made a huge difference. And we are so grateful for your support, for your prayers. God bless you. One of the, the <laughs> things that happened in the course of your story uh, many times you had the opportunity to deny your faith and go home. Uh, the guards would tell you that. The judges would tell you that. Uh, people, I think, want to know, how were you able to withstand that pressure and not deny your faith in Christ? Uh, 
One of the most important reasons that uh, we didn't deny our faith during that time, it's because of our personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, we, uh, we had many experiences, uh, uh, we had seen many miracles, we had uh, seen Jesus uh, touch him, touch his love, and that's why all these reasons uh, um, make us uh, more strength to stand on our faith because uh, we had a very close relationship with him and we believe that uh, we are not just a follower of uh, religious rules, we are in love with Jesus. and. Uh, these uh, personal relationship help us to uh, stand in that difficult situation. And also Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must pick up your own cross and follow me. So as a follower of Jesus, it was very important for both of us to pass through uh, this test with uh, victory. And also it was an honor for us to suffer for our Christian faith. Do you want to add anything to that? Or? Yeah, I think that was a perfect explanation. and. Uh, you know, we both um, had this passion uh, in Iran to serve our Lord. And also when we were in prison, we had more opportunities in prison to serve him. And there were many women, they, most of them were hopeless and they needed to hear the message of uh, Christianity and they needed to hear about God's grace and uh, salvation. And it was really an honor for both of us that uh, God uh, gave us this opportunity to be in that place and serve our people in prison. That's hard for us as Americans to understand that, that you would think of it as an honor to go yes. to prison. Uh, but you really, that's, you really believe that. I mean, you really feel like the Lord blessed you when he allowed you to be in the prison. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, for the first few weeks, uh, we were just praying for our release because uh, we are human beings with all our weaknesses and we were so scared, we were pale and sometimes we couldn't talk, we couldn't even pray for each other and you know the condition was so awful but after a few weeks when we could see God's miracles and how he was using us as a tool to give his message to our fellow prisoners and, and even to guards, we were so encouraged and we understood that God had a plan for us in prison and uh, we tried to trust him. We, uh, you know, we experienced in prison how we should trust God and how we should trust his plans. And it was, uh, that's why we think that this, we believe that this, is, this was an honor for both of us to be in prison and to, to be a tool in his hands to give his message to other people. And also, you know, Bible says, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not just to uh, believe in him, but also to suffer for him. And that's why we, uh, we were both waiting for suffer and uh, we consider this as honor. How did you prepare yourselves ahead of time? Uh, because you're in Iran, you're witnessing for Christ, you're giving out New Testaments. You knew that at some point you could be arrested. How did you prepare in your hearts and in your mind for that day to come? You know, for me, uh, before we got arrested, um, uh, about four years uh, ago, before uh, we got arrested, I had a dream uh, and God uh, talked to me in that dream that uh, Marzia, one day you will uh, pass through a prison experience. And I was uh, expecting uh, for this. And when I talked to my friends, some of them, they told me, Marzia, you are crazy. Maybe you are t t thinking about prison. But it wasn't me. Uh, I, I just told them that it's not me. I'm sure that God has a plan for me. 
So, uh, but uh, I always pray that God uh, give me strength because I was scared because uh, we believe that we are both human uh, beings with all our weaknesses. And uh, when I uh, reading uh, Peter's story that how uh, he denied Jesus, I was just praying uh, God, uh, please, if if it happened for me, uh, give me strength. Uh, because I don't want to deny you because I am human being and maybe I am scared and I, I don't want to deny you and, and I'm not like Peter to forgive myself. If I do this, I, I cannot forgive myself. And we were both, uh, before we got arrested for a few months, uh, uh, before uh, arresting, we were both uh, were praying because we could feel that uh, something is going to happen. And we asked God to prepare us for this. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that you shared is how open the Iranian people are to the gospel. And the people in prison, but even the people outside of prison, when you were distributing New Testaments and when you were talking to people, you said nobody ever mm -hmm. came at, back at you mm -hmm. harshly. <laughs> Why is that? What is it about the people of Iran that, that they're so open to the gospel right now? You know, I believe that uh, God has a plan for Iran, and um, He is revealing Himself to people in different ways. When we were in uh, Iran, we served the Lord for four years. We were distributing Bibles for the first two years, um, about 20,000 New Testaments, and, you know, we were handing Bibles to people every day. Um, you know, whenever we went for shopping, eating at restaurants, or doing our chores, we were talking to people about Jesus and handing them a Bible. And as you mentioned, we have never experienced something bad or a bad reaction from people, and they were so receptive. And uh, I believe that people in Iran love to have, um, you know, relationship with God, and they love to have, um, you know, um, this uh, this close relationship with Him, and they are tired of Islam and uh, the wrong rules that are exist in Islam, and they are tired of this government. That's why, you know, when we talk to them about Jesus and the message of Christianity, which is about grace and God's love and yeah. the salvation, they were so receptive. They were so surprised to hear uh, something new about God, because uh, in Islam, you know, just. Uh, the image that they have of God is uh, is like a big king who is uh, waiting to punish them. But uh, when we were talking to them about God's love and uh, what what the, what Jesus did on the cross for their sins, they were so surprised and they sometimes they couldn't believe it. And some uh, we had this experience. Some people uh, told uh, were telling us that you know we are sinners. How it is mm -hmm. possible that God can forgive us, forgive our sins? They couldn't and, believe it. And they couldn't believe it, but that's why they were so receptive. And uh, um, and also we have many uh, wonderful stories about how God revealed, uh, revealed himself to people through uh, in their dreams. And uh, people uh, were coming to us, and we didn't know them. They were strangers, and they were asking us, uh, you know, for Bibles because they had dreams about Jesus. Tell us one or two of the stories of the ladies in prison that you were able to share the gospel with and that really were received it? Uh, there were many uh, women in prison that we, we shared uh, uh, the message of uh, uh, salvation with them. And uh, there were many great stories. But if I want to mention one of them, it's about uh, uh, one uh, lady. Uh, she was a 
18 uh, years old girl and she was in solitary cell in 209. She was in solitary cells for eight months and uh, she was so disappointed and uh, I believe that at the time that I was in 209 with her, it was uh, God, God's will uh, in order to be with her, to pray with her and uh, sometimes she just cried and uh, I tried to uh, make a relationship with her to cheer her up and um, she uh, every day she uh, practiced namaz and um, uh, covered themselves and pray namaz and I try after I built a relationship with her I try to uh, challenge her by asking some questions like uh, why you speak to your God in Arabic uh, uh, does this God uh, cannot understand your language why you have to uh, bending in front of him uh, just three times four times a day if you talk to him in other uh, times he cannot uh, hear you and I ask every day I ask you and I challenge her by these questions and one day he, she came to me and she told me, Marzia, you are exactly right. I'm just doing uh, some rules and I don't have any feeling about doing uh, these rules. When I pray with you, it uh, it's makes a huge difference. It's completely different. I could feel the presence of God when you talk to God in your language. And after that, she quitted her namaz and started uh, praying with me. And he, she completely changed her behavior, completely changed. She became more strength. And it was interesting. She told me that uh, before coming to this cell, uh, her interrogator asked her to go to, we are going to send you to this cell uh, for changing uh, um, my belief, because uh, they told her that uh, she's a Christian, that uh, she made the wrong decision, she uh, quitted uh, Islam and converted to Christianity, we are going to send you to this cell for changing uh, her belief. And after that, she completely changed and she quit her namaz. And you know, everyday guards, um, sometimes uh, they check the cells and uh, they realized that she she doesn't uh, she didn't practice namaz again and that's why she, they became so angry and they uh, they uh, talked to her and uh, asked her why you quit your namaz we are sending to uh, to this cell uh, to change this uh, gear but you you change and she explained for them that i i uh, believe uh, her, her faith it's uh, he, she is a uh, good christian and i i don't agree with you what was the the time during you know between your arrest and when you were released? What was the time when you were most afraid? I believe that the time that we were most afraid was the first day and uh, the first week, especially the first day, because you know it was our first experience going to the security police and dealing with the intelligence police interrogations. We had no idea, and uh, you know we were so scared and uh, the day that we got arrested I remember I was home waiting for Marzia to come back from the security police and we, we were both suspicious about the phone call that she had received in the morning and uh, when I saw Marzia with three guards in front of the door I, I was shocked my mind was in shock and I knew that I uh, needed to do something like you know at least I could hide our cell phones to protect our friends and their information or you know, called someone to let them know that we're, what we were, uh, you know, what was happening. But I couldn't do anything because I was in shock and we were both so scared. We were pale. 
And when they transferred us to the security police, um, you know, their behavior was so humiliating. And they, they are, they are re really scary, even uh, when they don't speak, by looking at their face, you know. Yeah. Their faces are, are really scary. And um, we had long hours of interrogations in the first day. And uh, I remember in the first interrogation, sometimes I couldn't talk because my mouth was so dry. And that's why we always tell people that we are not, you know, too heroes, too, too courageous, and just, you know, it was just because of God's grace and God's power and strength that we could stand that difficult situation. And also in the 209, um, which is a security building in Evin Prison, and it's famous for its mental and physical torture. We have spent uh, 38 days there, and um, we had long, long hours of interrogations in that building. It was like a mental torture, and uh, I believe that there were many times that we were scared, we were afraid, and um, you know. But God really gave us the strength and power to stand on our own faith. In those times, were there particular things that you did? Did did you pray? Were there particular verses of scripture that that you tried to keep in your mind, or, or how did you how did you overcome that fear? You know, I remember the from the first day we started praying for each other. When um, they took Marzia for interrogations, I was praying for her. And when I, they took me for interrogations, Marzia did the same thing. And uh, I believe that uh, prayers and uh, singing worship songs really strengthen us. I did this in 2009. I, most of the times I was singing worship songs. And um, I, I believe that really, you know, God really gave me strength uh, through worshiping and singing those songs. And there, there, there was a scripture that I really uh, liked, you know, most of the times in prison, I, I repeated that scripture um, in Mark 13. Uh, it's, uh, it's about, you know, the time that you're arrested. It says, when, uh, don't be afraid, afraid when you're arrested and uh, brought up to trial. And uh, don't worry about what you're going to say beforehand uh, because the Holy Spirit will speak mm -hmm. for you. And we experienced this many times in prison, especially during the interrogations. And we believe that Holy Spirit put the right words in our mouth. Yeah, I can uh, mention a story about this, that how Holy Spirit uh, helped us during this time. Uh, for the first uh, interrogation in uh, 209, we were separated, and uh, my interrogator told me he tried to convince me that uh, you make a wrong decision and you should think about it, you should change uh, your mind, and he told me that it's about five years that I am working on a Christian case. And uh, it's better go and think. And I told him that, uh, uh, and he told me that he read uh, Bible, he knows Bible, he knows Cor Quran uh, very well. And uh, he advised me to think about um, my faith, my uh, uh, choice, decision, my decision. And uh, I told him, if you uh, read uh, Bible, uh, did you read the um, uh, the uh, the part about Paul, that how God uh, met him, uh, because he was uh, the, per the person that uh, suffered Christians for their faith. And I, I believe that God had a reason to put it, uh, uh, you in uh, this case, Christian ca uh, case, maybe he wants to talk to you. It's whether you and go and uh, t uh, think about uh, for what you're doing. 
And I uh, tell him about this story, about Paul's story, how uh, Jesus met him and opened his eyes. And at that time, we were separated. And after uh, our interrogation finished, uh, we, when we talked to each other, we realized that uh, exactly the same day, uh, Mariam also, she mentioned about uh, this story. Even we didn't talk to each other. And we believe that it was Holy Spirit that uh, uh, lead us to speak uh, in the same way. What was the worst day? What was the lowest point as far as your own spirits and as far as discouragement? Was it that first day when you were really afraid and wondering what was going to go on or was there another point where it was the worst day? You know, as I mentioned, there were many days that we were afraid and we were scared. But um, there was one day for me, uh, we were in 209 building uh, and we were separated at that time. And um, I, I believe that it was after 15 days of interrogations. One day I just woke up and I felt that I couldn't feel the presence of God. And it was the worst experience I've ever had in my life, even worse than, you know, hearing about executions or being in prison or being, you know, scared or afraid. And, um, you know, I couldn't feel the presence of God. I couldn't hear his voice. And it was so scary. I felt so lonely. And um, I, uh, at that time, I was with another woman. She was a political prisoner. And we were in solitary confinement. And I just lay down, lay down on the floor and started crying. And suddenly, I uh, heard a voice in my heart. Um, and I felt that I needed to start singing. And you know, I knew many worship songs in Farsi, but I couldn't sing, I, I couldn't pray. Something was stopping me from praying, for, uh, from singing. For uh, 15 minutes, I was just singing very loudly. And uh, there was a rule in that building, and no one is allowed to even speak loudly. And my cellmate was so worried, and she told me, Mariam, please be quiet. The guards will come, and they will punish you. But um, I just, I didn't care. I was, I just wanted to feel the presence of God. And I continued singing. I remember I uh, sang for hour, for hours and um, very loudly. And um, after hours, you know, I could feel the very presence of the Holy Spirit in the cell. And even my cellmate could, could feel the presence of God. And she asked, uh, she asked me to to teach her some worship song in Farsi so she could join me and sing those worship songs together. And from that day, I started uh, teaching her some uh, worship songs in Farsi. And, um, you know, I understood that, um, you know, it's not just about our feelings or our emotions. And God reminded me that I am with you every day. Even, even though you don't feel me or you, you, you feel that, uh, you know, you cannot feel my presence. And it was, it was a real, uh, really a strengthening experience for me. What about you, the, the worst day? Uh, for me, I didn't experience such a thing. I, I could uh, feel the pres presence of God um, all the time that He's with us. But there was other times like uh, um, execution of uh, prisoners. I feel so uh, bad. It was uh, our first experience. Uh, they executed uh, some people during the time that we were in uh, prison. Uh, we were living with them, uh, and one day they took uh, took them and they executed them. And after those executions, you know, uh, we could see the spirit of sorrow and death. We 
which was everywhere, and uh, most of prisoners uh, were under pressure. Uh, we stared at, stared at each other, but we had no power to speak because most of prisoners, uh, they were all of us. They were we were uh, under much pressure, and it was the worst experience that I uh, I had in prison. There's lots of stories in the New Testament about prisoners. Uh, you know, Paul and Silas singing in the jail in the middle of the night, and uh, the angel coming and escorting Peter out of the jail. How do you read those stories differently now than you did before your time in Evan prison? You know, bef before going to prison, when I was reading the New Testaments about um, you know, the prisoners, uh, uh, and also about uh, the last day that, um, you know, before Jesus went on the cross. Uh, when I was reading the Bible, I always, uh, I was praying and ask, uh, asking God to let me um, experience a little, a little of that. And that was always my prayer. I remember um, uh, when I uh, converted to Christianity for the first two years, I was at uh, attending a Bible school with a woman, um, and uh, I always asked her about you know these these stories and these sufferings, and also about the last day uh, before Jesus uh, went on the cross, how he felt about uh, the pain that he felt, and uh, and I always prayed that uh, and asked God to let me experience that, and um, sometimes my. Uh, the woman that I was attending the Bible school was telling me that uh, you shouldn't pray like this, and uh, because God will listen to your prayers. And but I'm I'm so happy that God uh, let me touch that, let me experience that. And uh, now you know it's it's more real. Those it's it, it's it's not like you know reading stories. It's we understand that these are uh, real stories and uh, about the people who are suffering uh, for their faith for uh, uh, spreading the message of uh, Christianity. And uh, it's, it's not something that belongs to stories and belongs to the past. Um, and today, you know, we are, we are Christians, we are examples, and uh, many people are looking at us, and we are responsible to spread the message of Christianity. And we should uh, be ready to pay the price. And uh, it doesn't mean that uh, all of us should pass through prison experiences. And uh, we may have different experiences. We may um, experience different sufferings, but uh, we should be re we should be ready, and we should uh, feel responsible for those who don't know anything about Jesus, for those who who you know have this who don't have this opportunity to hear about Christianity in countries like Iran, Afghanistan, and. Uh, we need to we need to uh, take our own cross and we need to be ready to follow Jesus. And also for me, you know, uh, before we got arrested, I always uh, thinking that uh, uh, suffering for uh, Jesus for uh, my faith it's uh, really an honor. And I was thinking that uh, uh, I'm not good enough to uh, suffer for my faith. And I was thinking I, I need to be a good Christian. Uh, in order to God let me to touch this. But uh, when I got arrested, I, I had a dream in a prison and uh, I, I suffer from a different uh, physical problem. 
and I had much pain in my body and uh, one day I had a dream and in my dream I uh, my right hand there was a hole in my right hand and God spoke to me and told me that uh, I just let you to taste a little of my suffer when I was uh, uh, when I woke up I was just crying because I was so thankful of uh, God that let me to touch even a little of his suffer and uh, we both uh, now we both we could touch the story of uh, uh, apostles in a uh, Bible that how they suffer for uh, their faiths and it's more real for us. Mariam and Marzi have graciously agreed to answer a few more questions which we'll share with you on our next episode. I want to say thank you to both of them for being with us. You can order their book, Captive in Iran, at vombooks.com. Their story powerfully illustrates the importance of praying for Christian prisoners and writing letters to them. Go to prisoneralert.com for a list of current Christian prisoners that you can write to. You can connect with us online and listen to other episodes at vomradio.net. Thank you for being with us today.